Proverbs chapter 14 The wisest of women builds her house, but folly with her own hands tears it down. Whoever walks in uprightness fears the Lord, but he who is devious in his ways despises him. By the mouth of a fool comes a rod for his back, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. Where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but abundant crops come by the strength of an ox. A faithful witness does not lie, but a false witness breathes out lies. A scoffer seeks wisdom in vain, but knowledge is easy for a man of understanding. Leave the presence of a fool, for there you do not meet words of knowledge. The wisdom of the prudent is to discern his way, but the folly of fools is deceiving. Fools mock at the guilt offering, but the upright enjoy acceptance. The heart knows its own bitterness, and no stranger shares its joy. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Even in laughter the heart may ache, and the end of joy may be grief. The backslider in heart will be filled with the fruit of his ways, and a good man will be filled with the fruit of his ways. The simple believes everything, but the prudent gives thought to his steps. One who is wise is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is reckless and careless. A man of quick temper acts foolishly, and a man of evil devices is hated. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. The evil bow down before the good, the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor is disliked even by his neighbor, but the rich has many friends. Whoever despises his neighbor is a sinner, but blessed is he who is generous to the poor. Do they not go astray who devise evil? Those who devise good meet steadfast love and faithfulness. In all toil there is profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. The crown of the wise is their health, but the folly of fools brings folly. A truthful witness saves lives, but one who breathes out lies is deceitful. In the fear of the Lord one has strong confidence, and his children will have a refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, that one may turn away from the snares of death. In a multitude of people is the glory of a king, but without people a prince is ruined. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. Whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy honors him. The wicked is overthrown through his evil doing, but the righteous finds refuge in his death. 
Wisdom rests in the heart of a man of understanding, but it makes itself known even in the midst of fools. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. A servant who deals wisely has the king's favor, but his wrath falls on one who acts shamefully. Hey, a couple of things stood out to me in this chapter. One was about the ox. It says, where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but abundant crops come by the strength of an ox. And it just reminded me that some problems are good to have when we are experiencing growth and abundance. Sometimes it creates other problems that we haven't anticipated. I was talking to someone recently who is getting a special rate on their insurance because their income level is lower. And when we were talking about their expansion or abundance, the first thing that kind of came to their mind was, oh my gosh, I'll have to pay full price for insurance again. And it was one of those moments where I said, think about what you're saying here. Just zoom out for a minute. Being able to pay full price for your insurance is a good problem to have. And a messy manger is a good problem to have because it's by the strength of ox that you have abundant crops. The other thing that stood out to me is in the very last part of the chapter that says, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. This is really what our founding fathers had in mind when they created the Constitution and talked about a self-governing people. If we as people abdicate our morality to just what is lawful and we don't have an inner sense of values and morality, this experiment of freedom will never work. And we're seeing it challenged right now. It's interesting to me that these chapters keep talking about folly. And I believe that a lot of what we're doing is symbolism over substance is taking us further away from our traditional values and that sense of self-righteousness, but in the best way, not the ego version of self-righteousness, but the spiritual version of self-righteousness. Like it's my responsibility. It's my job to be accountable to something higher than myself. And if I'm only accountable to the laws that man has put out, I'm only accountable to being good or saying all the right things and I get a check mark. That's not enough to make a nation exalted. Mm-hmm.